This is the Barology Podcast. With your hosts, Mike and Joey. Well, hello, friends, and uh, welcome to another episode of the Marology Podcast. This is going to be a special this week. Uh, Mike and I were really busy this weekend uh, hanging out with our friends at a, at a Walk to Remember out at um, Wolf Creek uh just a fantastic time there friends um if you did not go if you weren't part of the 900 plus you really missed out we had a fantastic time and uh wow was it cold and windy and wet but it was a fantastic time cars parked everywhere anywhere we could find a car we put cars uh this weekend so with that being said special shout out to all of the hardworking folks um that you know put that show on it was fantastic uh really a a good time good wholesome uh, family event for you uh to enjoy uh while you um get into the holiday season and you know it really helped me quite a bit here is it's been rather busy so getting down to it um now through december 26th going from 6 p.m to 10 p.m light up camp at flying horse farms it's uh, a fantastic light show that is choreographed to music, to the music, and it is, um, it's, it, it's, I've been told it's very good, and uh, last year it was really good, so I can only imagine that it has gotten better uh, as they go on. And uh, December 15th at um, uh, Bunkers Mill Winery, the Lush and Plush event is going on from 6 to 10. And it's uh, come join us at the winery to make these adorable snowmen just in time for the holiday season. Each guest will receive a unique snowman topped with his own hat and scarf. All yarn and patterns are uh, material of lush and plush. I guarantee to provide the thickest, most durable yarn in central Ohio so your snowman can last for seasons to come. Grab a friend and grab your favorite beverages and snacks for a class that is always fun. I and your snowman can't wait to s- uh, to meet you. All patterns are completed by hand. No tools or experience is necessary. And uh, it is $65 a ticket. You do need to uh, reserve your spot. So visit the Bunkers Mill Winery on Facebook. And uh, they can get you there. Um, uh, you can get on their site there. And it will tell you actually how to reserve your ticket. On uh, This is something pretty cool going on. Um, Santa Claus is coming to town. So today, when you hear this, Monday, December 13th from 4 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. at Pizzaburg in Mount Gilead, Santa Claus is coming to town. That's right. Santa will be delivering pizzas tonight. Uh, Pizzaburg and United Way of Morrow County have proudly teamed up together to raise money to help families this Christmas season. They will be open on December 13th, that's today, from 4 to 7.30 p.m. Dine in, pick up, or even get a delivery from, yes, the jolly fat man himself, Santa. We will have fun activities throughout the night inside. Come and support a great cause. 30% of all sales and 100% of all donations go toward the United Way. Folks, if you haven't had uh, Pizzaburg Pizza, it is really good. I love the uh, sub-pizza. It's just like eating an Italian sub. In the studio today is Rachel Escusa. 
Did I pronounce that right? You did. I did. Okay. And she was the uh, with marketing communications with the Flying Horse Farm. And there's always so much going on over there. We're going to talk a little bit today about what the Flying Horse Farm is and um, some upcoming events at the Flying Horse Farm. And talk a little bit also about Snuggle and Hope quilts that the kids get that are made by local ladies there in Morrow County. So, uh, Rachel, I will let you start. Great. Thank you so much, Mike. So first, thanks for having us here to talk a little bit about camp today. Um, For folks who are not familiar with Flying Horse Farms, we are located in Mount Gilead, and we are a medical specialty camp that makes it possible for children who live with serious illnesses to heal, grow, and thrive. And we're able to do this by creating a safe place and practicing trauma-informed care where kids who have serious illnesses such as cancer or heart disease or sickle cell disease, juvenile arthritis, gastrointestinal disorders, severe pulmonary conditions, and and more um, are able to live without limits. And uh, thanks to our on-site medical and psychosocial care provided by our staff and from volunteers from some of Ohio's uh, children's hospitals, including Nationwide Children's and Cleveland Clinic Children's Hospital. And this is all done at no cost to the family. Um, people are able to attend camp throughout the year, all through the generosity of su- and support of donors, and through events like Light Up Camp. Um, so at Flying Horse Farms, think of your traditional summer camp experience. And so you might think of boating, fishing, mm-hmm. archery, arts and crafts, uh, things like that. Now think of it uh, adapted for someone who might have a port because of their cancer treatment. Okay. Or uh, we have golf carts available and wheelchairs for those who might not be able to walk the long distances in between activity areas. We also have a swimming pool where we can increase the temperature for those campers who might not be able to thermoregulate their own body temperature. Okay. Um, and so for many, our swimming pool might be the, or for some of our campers, our swimming pool might be the only swimming pool they've ever been in um, because they're able to safely go into the pool where it's a little bit higher of a temperature and then come out and go straight into our hatchery, which is a dry sauna that's right off the pool. And so that helps them even out their temperature. And so for our sickle cell patients, this allows them to avoid what's called a pain crisis. That could happen if they're not able to um, thermoregulate themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so, um, you know, at camp, they're able to do things that they might not get to do anywhere else or doing it for the first time. It could be as something as simple, like I said, as you know, getting messy during a color Olympics or climbing up a ropes course, going down a zip line. Um, and these kinds of experiences, and we've, we've heard and we've seen and we've learned from our surveys, uh, all of these experiences help to build confidence, resilience, promote new friendships and a new sense of belonging that these kids might not have been able to experience before because they have not yet met other children with similar health needs. Um, they're able to gain a new sense of self and an understanding that they're not alone in their illness, that there are other kids and other families who experience the same kinds of things that they do. Um, you know, and while we know that medical illness is, some, is the primary condition that kids come to camp for, We also understand that a good number of the kids who come to camp also come with a secondary psychosocial diagnosis. Mm -hmm. So even in 2021, when we were able to return to on-site camp, we knew that 40% of the children who came also came with a psychosocial diagnosis, such as PTSD or depression, OCD, or ADHD. Um, And this doesn't include the folks who were undiagnosed or those who might have um, 
developed or presented a psychosocial diagnosis that came across or came about because of the, the increased isolation brought about by the pandemic. Um, now to, to go back in the way back machine, a little bit of history about mm-hmm. camp, sure. if you're interested. So Flying Horse Farms, we're actually celebrating our 10th anniversary of camp this year, which is really exciting. Uh, we suspended on-site camp in 2020 for obvious reasons because of the pandemic, and we're able to successfully bring families back to camp in 2021. Um, camp was actually started more than 10 years ago with our founders when they um, looked at the land and um, they originally hosted children with serious illnesses at their at the property or adjacent to it um, and at that time realized how much joy it brought not only to them but to the families and the children and try to figure out a way to do it more often or do it regularly and that's when they were made aware of what is now called the Sears One Children's Network. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the Sears One Children's Network, originally called the Hole in the Wall Gang Camp Association, was founded by someone named Paul Newman. Okay. And so that is Paul Newman, the actor. Mm-hmm. He uh, opened up the first camp of this kind in the United States in Connecticut called the Hole in the Wall uh, Gang Camp, which is obvious, uh, obviously a uh, reference to his Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid Days. All right, sure. And so the founders of our organization, um, of Flying Horse Farms, you know, learned about these camps and actually connected with Paul Newman, brought them to this, brought him to the site, showed him what, uh, you know, their vision was for a camp up in Mount Gilead, and you know, Paul Newman basically blessed the site mm-hmm. and said that this would be a wonderful place to to host a similar camp uh, such as his own. And, you know, ground was broken, I believe, in 20, 2009. Um, and we were able to host our first on-site camp in 20, uh, 2010. Okay. Now, I do have a question. You bet. Do the families get to stay with the children? And so, do they, in all cases or just some cases? Yeah, you know? we offer a few different, kind, few different versions of camp. And so we first have our traditional summer camp residential experience where – Campers only, so think, um, and diagnosis specific. So over the summer, we'll have, um, say, like a heart camp where our heart, uh, our campers or children with different heart diseases or um, might have had a heart transplant will come and they'll be supported by specific volunteers and physicians who are specialists in heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we'll have diagnosis specific camps for uh, gastrointestinal, juvenile arthritis you know, blood disorders, things like that. And we'll have six of those over the summer. We also host one for siblings because we recognize that when you're a sibling of someone with a serious illness, you have your own particular needs and your, your well, own sure. per- particular awareness mm-hmm. of, of, of what your life is like. Now, in the spring and fall, we also host family camps. And so family camp, and family camp is what we uh, hosted this year throughout the year in spring, summer, and fall is where we invite the whole family to come. And we do that because we recognize that, um, you know, the whole family is affected whenever there is a diagnosis sure, made sure in the family. Mm-hmm. And we want to be able to provide that respite um, not only to the child but to the family as well. And when we say family, it's really whoever is in your network that supports that child because we know that when there is a serious illness, sometimes it's neighbors, sometimes it's aunts, sometimes it's, it's friends that really collectively, you know, help that child along his or her journey. And so this year we did focus 
um, on family camps with the understanding that the pandemic, uh, in fact, you know, impacted everyone in that family. We also wanted to make sure that in order to create a safe environment in this, you know, still uh, pandemic situation, uh, we created family camps so that there was additional kind of, you know, potting at camp. So every family received their own cabin and every, uh, every family kind of moved around to the different activity areas in kind of a circuit, mm-hmm. you know, and then areas were cleaned as people moved around and meals were delivered to each of the cabins. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to keep them, you know, safe and physically distanced in that way. And how many cabins are there there? <clears throat> there are 12 cabins right okay. now, but we have room for four more. Oh, great, great. Yeah. More expansion. We hope so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, basically you're providing, um, what every young, most young people would like, uh, the, the chance to come be a part mm-hmm. of camping and you make, um, provisions for whatever the, um, disability, is that a proper word to use? That, we that call it diagnosis. Diagnosis. Yeah. Um, okay. yeah. Like for example, we have, so say example, we have gastrointestinal camps. So okay. these are kids who have severe GI and um, GI issues, and many of them have very restrictive diets. Mm-hmm. We have some kids who come to camp that can eat less than 20 things total, less than 10 things total. Okay. Uh, and they're able to safely come to camp, and our team works really hard with a family and with a child to deliver safe meals every single time. Mm-hmm. And we've heard back from families. Um, I know that there's at least a couple families who have come to camp now where you know, the child has come to camp when they're 8 or 9 years old, and um, them having that camp experience was the first time that child and that family experienced someone other than the parents themselves making a meal for that child because they didn't trust anyone else to you know, create a safe meal because of all the dietary restrictions. And so not only is the, the camper given that you know, opportunity for independence and receiving the food on their own, but just imagine the respite for the mother or the father or oh, the sure. caregiver mm-hmm. to not have to make a meal for the first time. And, and I know me, for me as a, as a parent, hearing that from a family and kind of the light bulb going on and thinking, oh my gosh, you've literally made every single meal in this child's life. That's no takeout, no pizza nights, no going to grandma's, no drive throughs right. mm-hmm. They have made every single meal. And to be able to come to a place and share that weight of that illness um, has been, you know, in their words, it has created such a relief for them sure. to be able to find a place where they can just not have to provide a meal for once. Wow. Okay. Now, um, I'm, if a person wants to sponsor somebody, do you have sponsorships available that somebody could, and, and if somebody wants to be a sponsor, how do they do, mm-hmm. do that? Sure. So we are, as I mentioned, um, all of camp programming is currently um, supported through sponsorships, through, you know, Individuals, corporations, foundations, grants, um, they all, you know, primarily philanthropic support. And the way that people can support camp is through donating to camp. And you can easily do that at flyinghorsefarms.org slash donate. Um, or we also have events throughout the year that people are, are able to sponsor. Uh, we have um, 
coming up, Light Up Camp, or actually Light Up Camp will have started uh, by this time. And we've collected some local sponsors for that that we're really thankful for. Um, and we also have an event coming that we just hosted back in October that'll be coming back next year, which is our main fundraiser in which we bring um, a lot of folks up to Mount Gilead. That's called Campfire. And that's our, our largest fundraising event of the year. And it really is kind of a celebration of all things camp. Um, and we're able to tell some camper stories and, you know, kind of experience camp in a slightly upscale manner. You know, maybe not as many hot dogs. Maybe just think of an elevated hot dog. <laughs> okay. Um, so we, we think of it as kind of an upscale camp experience um, in October. And so there are definitely sponsorship opportunities there. Um, and then in general, you know, to provide camp services, we've, we've estimated that for a child to attend camp over the summer for that six-day session, it costs about $2,500 right. for a child to attend that camp. Mm-hmm. For families, for families to attend a weekend, we've estimated that to be around ten thousand dollars. And so, you know, this is this definitely does cost time, it cost money to to provide. And we're grateful to the folks who have been able to support us. Um, and you know, donation opportunities are always available. And we're also looking for folks to. Um, we also have a lot of volunteers that come to camp and help us essentially prepare camp for campers and families to attend. And so, we've had a lot of volunteer groups, a lot of businesses. That'll come in and bring a, a group of volunteers in to basically help us set up cabins, help us set up the activity areas, uh, clean up the dining hall, and really, you know, literally make the beds for the campers to come and experience mm-hmm. camp. Okay. Now, is there any, when these uh, children go home, is there any kind of a uh, follow-up with them from the camp? Sure, yeah. We really try to stay connected with our campers um, throughout the year, especially from what we've learned from 2020. You know, in 2020, we did create a, a, a camp at home program where we uh, had virtual programming available to them on social channels as well as direct Zoom calls. We also sent home a camp at home box to them. <clears throat> we also and we did that again this year, knowing that not every camper would be able to return back to camp. Um, you know, we have children that, you know, might not be able to return due to a medical acuity or just based on capacity this year as we are keeping people physically do, uh, physically distanced. Um, so, you know, we've definitely, uh, this year at Camp at Home, we did send another box, and campers or children were able to participate in a few different clubs. We had Chef Club, Space Club, and Change the World Club, and nearly 500 campers signed up for these where um, we would then host different Zoom calls, and we would have different activities with them whether it was like making popsicles or creating paper helicopters. Uh, we would also do um, what's you know, kind of thought of as a traditional cabin chat experience where we would just kind of uh, get together with campers so that they could connect and see their camp friends and just talk about what was going on in their lives. And honestly, with the virtual experience, there was a lot of sharing of pets, um, as I'm sure many other people have experienced. Sharing of pets? Uh, pets, yes. Okay. It, 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 they tend to... Um, always end with look at my look at my dog look at my cat and it was just of course it is <laughs>